Welcome to a Ginger's Tailgate. I am Brendan Peterman. We're not giving it an old college try today. Uh, Joe McDonald is with me today as well. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. How are you doing, Brendan? Uh, I'm perfect. And I can't say that that often because we are diving into the pros, which I have a caveat. If it has to do with the Patriots, I'm in. So I grew up in Boston, and that is where my team is. And I, after a 7-9 and nine season, was down in the dumps. But who knew that $53 million in open cap space could literally lift my offseason? So <laughs> when I heard one signing of a tight end, and then I immediately, Joe kept peppering me with all this information. And then we're signing all pro linebackers and defensive ends. My goodness. I, I mean, have you ever thought that Bill Belichick was capable of that? Yes. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I absolutely thought he was capable of this. I thought this is what he was setting up for the whole time. Uh, I was thinking of a comparison the other day. Last year, and, and not to diminish the story, but the setup of the original Star Wars movie where Luke kisses Leah, there's all this tension, there's all this other stuff. And then the second movie comes out and you find out that not only is you know, that his sister but that Darth Vader's his father, the big reveal, it was all set up. If you go back and look at it, Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick did some kissing of a, of a sister last year. It was seven and nine. They didn't sign any big money deals. They didn't, you know, they didn't go all in, you know, cam was a cheap deal. There's all this stuff. They talked about trading Gilmore. They knew this was coming. They knew the cap was going to drop. They knew they had cap space. They had less than a million dollars in dead cap money. So they were going to have an opportunity where teams were either not going to franchise or they were going to cut players, really good players to get under the cap, which by four o'clock tonight, they have to be under the cap. That's the official start of the league year. So did I think he was going to get the top two tight ends? No. Uh, <laughs> did I think he was going to get some playmakers all around the field? Yes, I did. I was just surprised at the the dearth of them, you could say. I knew we were going to go offensive. My, my shocking part was all the defensive players. Mm -hmm. now, that's the part that I, I could have sworn that we were going to have a lot of things go on on the offensive side. I actually thought Galladay was going to be their number one target. I really did. But he probably would have cost too much money. Well, right now, according to reports, the wide receiver market is soft. You haven't seen the top three guys, essentially. The top three are considered Will Fuller, Kenny Galladay, and Curtis Samuel. They have not signed deals as of recording right now. And there was reports that the market is soft. Uh, they don't think that these guys are elite number one receivers. Galladay has a history of you know injuries. Fuller has a history of steroids and injuries. Curtis Samuel is not a number one. And these guys are looking for big money, and teams aren't going to shell out. I mean it was smarter than just to sign Corey Davis to the deal. It was, you know, the, the Patriots got two receivers, you know, in Nelson Aguilar and Kedrick Bourne. So nobody's going out and splashing and paying $20 million for receivers who aren't number ones. Uh, they're not the Dallas Cowboys. They're not uh, signing Amari Cooper. It's actually, how do I put this nicely? It's amazing to me having grown up and I, I I'm 39. I'm going to be 40 this year. I, I don't know your age, but I remember, I'm 30, I'll be 39 next month. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember when these guys were the ones getting the money, even if they were number three wide receivers, they were getting mm -hmm. paid as number one because they would go to some also ran Jacksonville, the jets, mm -hmm. you know, back 
back when Seattle stunk, you know, Seattle yeah. would get 20 mil a year because that's what they needed to do to sell season tickets. Well, with the birth of the NFL Sunday ticket, with fantasy football being as high as it is, gambling is going to be everywhere now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're not afraid of those things. Nobody cares anymore no. about season tickets. It's not about season tickets anymore. Mm-mm. And that's that's where these guys have gotten smart. Like these running backs that break down traditionally after year three or four, they're not paying them anymore. I mean, yeah, Bell can't get a job. I mean, and mm-hmm. McCoy is out of the league, let's be honest. And, and mm-hmm. he's a Hall of Famer, but I just don't see it. <laughs> I no. got two Super Bowl rings. No, no, you don't. <laughs> like You do. No. I was kind of shocked. I mean, talking about free agency, I was kind of shocked that Aaron Jones, four years, $48 million. Again, it's all funny money, but he is a playmaker for that offense, so I think he fits their scheme and what they do. He didn't go sign with – like, if he would have went and signed with the Jets or something like that, I really wouldn't have liked that deal, but signing in Green Bay makes sense. Again, we talked about the Patriots and how many guys they brought in. You talked about it on offense and defense, getting the league-high eight opt-outs back. You know, now they did trade Marcus Cannon. He's gone. He was an opt out. You know, maybe a, one or two of the other guys, but you're getting Hightower back. You're getting Chung back. You know, McCordy's probably on the last year of his deal. Stephon Gilmore, who knows what's going to happen with he's him? Gonna get traded. He, I, I'm actually hearing that he's going to get traded. Is they're going to try to move up? And, I mean, they're they're going to try. Yeah. And if but they it, get another, if they can get a number one for him, or even an early two, or perceived early two. And if they can somehow jump up and get Trey Lance or Mac Jones, I hear those are the two targets that they're firing for the most. I don't want Jones. I don't either. I like him, but I tell me an Alabama quarterback that's that's actually succeeded. And don't give me Bart Starr and Joe Namath. Like I'm talking about an actual recent Alabama quarterback that's because I don't think two has got it yet. I think he's shell shocked from his injury. So yeah. I mean, any, anytime you have a career-threatening injury, when it's uh, described like that, you're going to have a period of time to come back. That's why I think Dak is going to come back really slow. Right. You know, we saw it with Brady in 08, well, 09 after the ACL, stuff like that. I mean, there's things that happen. My, I guess my question to you is, which are you more excited about? Because the numbers, again, you could talk about all the numbers and Bill Belichick spending as much in – you know, 36 hours as he did in 10 years in free agency. Are you more excited about the offensive additions from outside the building or the defensive ones? Because really when you break it down, you have Aguilar, Bourne, Smith, and Henry on offense. And then you have Judon, Gachow, I think it is, is how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. Well, it's, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I, I've had, I've had it. I, I thought it was Godot, but it's, it, it is, it's God shower. So, you, you know, yeah. I've and heard then you have a couple different ways. Yeah. <laughs> I heard Colin Coward say it one way, and then I heard ESPN pundit say it a different way. I'm like, okay, I'm no, not going never, anymore. Never trust Colin. And right. then you have Anderson, um, the mean, defensive but, I mean, lineman. even was a steep lift it, out of nowhere. Yeah. So again, you have four on offense, four on defense. As a Pats fan, what are you more excited about of those additions? I, I'm more excited about the defense because mm-hmm. honestly. It's not what I expected. So that's the surprise element is lifting me up there considerably. But it's also the fact how do I put this? The offensive guys, the, the, the tight ends knocked me out. Do not get me wrong. You asked me mm-hmm. well, my absolute favorite, and I said it was a tie between Juden and, and the two tight ends. Um, mm-hmm. This is a move to bolster what I assume will be an offensive heavy draft for the Patriots, which is not normal. Normally he goes defense in the draft. I think now he knows 
I mean, is he sitting back there? If they can't move up for the quarterback, are they praying Smith falls to him? Waddle falls to him? Like, I mean, who, who is it that they're waiting for at 15 then? Because he's always got to have a plan. Or is he going to be at 15 and some idiot uh, jump up and want one of these and give him two firsts? You know, one, I, I, one next year for something stupid like that. Like, is this his way of, like, stockpiling? Because I don't think it's going to be as easy to get the quarterback. Like, or, or, it, then are you shooting for a second-round QB? Like, are you going for the, the other rung and praying okay. you can find a gem? Like, Okay, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you my three scenarios. What he's what he's hoping for. This right. is my. I'll put on my Bill Belichick face. My you know, uh, my angry cat face. Number one, I think he's hoping that quarterbacks go high, because I think yo, I, I was. Um, I think Mel Kiper said he expects four quarterbacks in the top seven. Atlanta just restructured Matt Ryan's deal. So it looks like he's going to stick around for at least another year or two. So it doesn't make sense to use the number four pick on a quarterback to let him sit two years. If quarterbacks go high, better players fall back. I think number one, he's waiting for, it's a trio of receivers. It's Smith, Chase, and Waddle. He's hoping one of those three falls to 15. Because uh, probably not. Probably not. But smart, they take Chase at number two. Well, okay, you can I don't argue like, that. I don't like anybody beyond, and this again, they screwed up by winning that game. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had one job. Yeah. And you can't even lose to better teams, by the way. They just match, mm-hmm. you know. If, if they, I don't like anybody beyond Lawrence that much at a number. Okay. I just don't. Well, I'm not sure that Bill does either, but if you get value at 15, again, Oh, if Jones falls to fifteen, I'm taking him at fifteen. But if 15, I'm not, okay, I'm not, I'm not. I mean, I don't to want me, to, but I mean, I know Bill will. That's the problem. That's fine. To me, there's three quarterbacks that you take in this draft in the first round, and it depends. It depends on what you're looking for. It's Trevor Lawrence, it's Justin Fields, and it's Trey Lance. And I'm not a big Lance fan because the reason I say Lance is because he does have upside. Well, you're out but, on Wilson too, then. I, I just, I mean, I don't again, see that. I, I don't, I, I don't, but I, we could say the same thing about a lot of other quarterbacks. I also again, don't see Fields, but I mean, I agree with you that he is a pick. You have to try, but, but Fields is a winner. And yeah. the one thing that Bill loves is college guys who win. <laughs> Homer, Ohio State. Anyway, sorry. No, listen, I, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll take it. No, I mean, I, if listen, I, there's, there's in big games, he showed up. He, I mean, yeah. The worst game he ever had was against probably the best defense he ever faced in his entire career, and that was Northwestern. Yeah. And okay. I, so I appreciated that. So I mean, he had yeah. <laughs> what he did against Clemson with basically a broken body was mm-hmm. so yep. durability for me is there. But he right. hurt eight days later, like he he did. Yeah. Well, he was. I mean, that's yeah. That's it. Okay. Do balls that far? You, he, he 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 can't right. I think if Wilson goes in the top three, Fields could get to the back end of 10. And you jump up there? Maybe. Okay. So my second scenario. So Bill wants one of those receivers to fall. Number two, he's begging for Micah Parsons to drop. Oh, I he know. wants a guy because, listen, two you over, signed – Two over picks here in five seconds, but you know, you're absolutely – Listen, you, you – you, listen, the, the off-the-field stuff, it's been talked about. We've talked about it. We don't know what happened. 
they're going to do interviews. They're going to, you know, reach out. They're going to do all that stuff. I, I'm, I'm lost on that. But what happened with him? Apparently, there was an instance where a young football player was apparently hazed and abused, and that Parsons and other players, not just him, but he was the, you know, the top dog. So it kind of falls on him and that maybe he did some things. I don't know all the, you know, stuff. I'm not going to bring it up, because, but it is out there. There is a, okay. a thing about that. So okay. fair, enough. fair enough. Fair enough. So if he drops to 15, you sign Judon on the outside, you get Hightower in the middle. Parsons is that guy. He might only play 35% of the snaps his rookie year, but they're going to be meaningful snaps. He's going to be another chess piece. Hightower can play DN. Judon can play DN, stand-up linebacker. Hell, you could slide him into the middle and bang on tight ends if you need to. And if you get a guy like Parsons, who I think is maybe the best defensive player in the draft, I mean, some people will say um, Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. No, I, or I, Patrick I, I, I don't like that, compared, I, I, especially on defense. They're just different jobs. So, like, it's, it's not. Yeah, but, I mean, when you're talking off the edge, you're off the ball. Parsons to me is the clear number one guy. And if you can get Parsons at 15, that's what you do. There's a third I, scenario. I would jump up to get Parsons. Like, cause I mean, Detroit's talking about sliding down Atlanta now appears to be in a position to do so as well, or they're going to go get um, like they needed another wide receiver or something like that. I don't, I mean, Atlanta needs, Atlanta needs offensive line help. The one thing that hasn't been brought up is the fact that Rayshon Slater could do like um, Andrew Thomas did last year where the Giants took Thomas really high and people were like, eh, I'm not sure about that. If Sewell goes number two to the Jets, which I think is the smartest thing to do, I could see Slater going to Atlanta. They need help on the offensive line, as they always do. And if you're going to try and protect Matt Ryan, you need help. So, again, there's another guy. Who's got three? Who's at three? Miami from the Texans pick. So they chances are they take Chase. So then you're then you're going two o two o line picks in the top four. Who's at number five? Number five is oh Cincinnati. Arrow line. Okay, but not if Slater goes to Atlanta. If Slater goes. They 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 fall back. So a quarterback will be jumped up and gotten there. Sure. Detroit doesn't want a QB. Mm, they should. I mean, they should want Parsons. But they're balking on that, and I've even heard that part. I didn't realize yeah. thing, but I now I'm now. I'm but getting- there's, but there's, there's Smith, there's Waddle, there's Chase because they're going to need offensive firepower. Yeah. Marvin Jones gone, Kenny Galladay gone. I mean, Hawkinson's going to get double teamed if you don't get him some help on the outside. Yep. But but again, I I think that's the second scenario that Bill Belichick is hoping for. Here's the third scenario. This is it. You have this one year where you're able to sign these players and build something. You call up Houston and you say, what do you want? We'll give you Gilmore. We'll give you our first this year, our second this year, our first next year, our second next year. And if you need to, another player. And I think you just make the godfather offer. He's not calling back. He's not waiting for you to call back. This is the offer. We're all in. Yes or no. And then that's it. Do we have Bill, cap space now? Yeah. Oh, that's they're right. They got to eat it. They got to eat the contract. Yeah, and they're still – there's. I mean, Watson has a palatable contract, and there's, they're still going to be able to create room. They're going to release veterans. They're going to you know, restructure guys. There's still, you know, millions of dollars out there to be, to be made. So, again, those are the three things I hope that happen – or that I think will happen. He's going after one of those wide receivers because Aguilar – 
you know, fine, overpay a little bit. I'm not sure he's a number one, but he's part of a system. You know, again, if you get a chance to get Parsons, who I think is the best defensive player in the draft, you go get him. And the third one is just say, to hell with it. We are going all in to get Deshaun Watson. Like, we are building this team for got, the future. You got a two, two to three year window because, I mean, I, Kansas City is going to fall apart. I called, no. I called it last year because I, I didn't even think they were going to make the Super Bowl last year. They, they overpaid. Mm-hmm. One guy. I mean, I, I, yep. I, everybody on TV right now is going, Tom Brady is the smartest man in the room and has been for 20 years. And why are more quarterbacks not realizing that they can do more by taking a little less they can be winners? It's the Players Association. When we talk about when we talk about the franchise tag, we talk about the fact that it's the top five average salaries of the year. Well, if guys start taking less money, and there is this kind of bad narrative of Tom Brady, quote unquote, takes less money. He just moves his money around in different ways. He still gets paid a lot of money. He just doesn't have the forty-five million dollar cap hit, the thirty-eight million dollar cap hit. I mean, he's never had a cap hit over twenty-five million dollars. No, ever. No. The largest salary cap hit the Patriots have ever had was last year, I believe, for Stefan Gilmore, which was $23 million. So in all those years, Brady never had a high cap hit because they always restructured the deal. They gave him money up front. They figured out the cap. Everybody's happy. But the the thing of it is, and this is the biggest problem that NFL franchises still just don't understand, is not everybody is going to see it that way. Is because you... Agents are talking to each other. Players talk to each other. Hell, coaches talk to each other. It's all this. Like, they can say, great, that's the New England way. We saw that with the the Eagles Super Bowl. You know, Lane Johnson, oh, they don't have fun over there. They don't do that. And then as soon as the Patriots won the next year, it was all like, hey, Lane, are we having fun yet? So, again, everybody has their own way and ideas of, of how to build and all this. You know, Green Bay doesn't spend big on free agents. They go through the draft. The Rams just sign people and don't care about cap space. I mean, we saw the Saints. They just, I mean, they were at one point $100 million over. They're going to have to cut guys and restructure guys and everything. Yeah, I mean, Breeze helped. A, a 21 mil from Breeze helped. I mean, yeah. wrong. But how in the world? I mean, in a matter of three days. I mean, and that yeah. shows you how fake the NFL money is. I mean, that's why they need yeah. it. I'm, I'm there. So, well, well before before who's, we get out here, I'll, favorite pick here because you haven't said yet. Who who is you, your? I told you it's uh, the defense. I I think it's Juden. I'm shocked with Mills. Don't I, get me wrong, but I mean, like, where? Yeah. What's yours? I love the defensive pickups, but I have to say, as somebody who watched a very limited offense last year, I'm really excited about the offense because if Cam Newton, if it was COVID, if it was the surgery, if it was everything, just the year from hell in one season, I'd like to think he can do better. People, you know, the joke is, oh, you signed two tight ends for a guy who came and throw the ball 10 yards. Great. Then run eight-yard screens. I mean, these guys get the ball in their hands and make plays. I think yeah. even a average quarterback can make a difference with these offensive weapons. And while I haven't been the biggest fan of Josh McDaniel's offensive play calling in the last three or four years, including with Tom Brady. Great. I would really like to see them bring back the screen game. Uh, there was some early to mid 2000s stuff with Ben Watson and Daniel Graham and you know even early Gronk where these guys were running screens, slip screens, wide screens, where these guys get the ball in their hand and just make plays. And the one thing you did with all four of these guys, they make plays with the ball in their hand. Aguilar, it's down the field. 
Bourne can get open over the middle and on the outside if he has to. Again, Smith and Henry, line them up anywhere you want on the field. They're going to make plays, and that's what they needed. So the defense last year, a bunch of opt-outs. They come back. We'll see how they are. We thought they were fairly good. I think they got better. The offense last year was icky, and now, to me, they've exponentially gotten better. So to me, it's the offense. I, I – I would be more excited if we had a quarterback that wasn't named Cam. Uh, that's I, I'm with you on all of your points. I just hell, I go quarterback for him, and I think I can do a better job at this point from what I saw last year. And I think you're right. I think I keep telling myself, and I, I'm I'm in healthcare, so I know this that COVID can last longer for more certain people. Mm-hmm. I'm he acted like he was affected by it. Mm-hmm. You know, those weeks one through four, I didn't have a problem with Cam when he came back is when I had, like, the, oh, my God. But if he was truly that drained, and there are people that act that way. Mm-hmm. So that's, go, that's go watch that Seattle game. He had arm strength. Yeah. He was hitting. I mean, he had everything. Yeah. Um, they've, they've talked about the COVID fog, about afterwards. You almost feel like you're not there. He's trying to learn a new playbook. He's coming back. He's coming back off surgery. I mean, maybe he was just kind of, again, out there. And, and here – Here's the other thing, and don't forget this. We know that he's he's banged up. We know that he had problems. He still ran the ball really well, even at the end of the season. So whatever his issues were with his arm, his timing, things of that sort, I think that goes, again, on a new system, the footwork. He's never had good footwork and the COVID. But when it came down to it and he had to run the ball, Cam was still a man among boys. So, again, physically – in some respects, I think he's still there. In other ways, I- I'm worried that he might be done. But Bill Belichick, as much as he might like players, he loved Randy Moss. He still sent Randy back to Minnesota. You know, he loved Lawyer Malloy. Lawyer Malloy got sent to the Bills. Like, or cut, and then the Bills signed him. But, like, he well, makes decisions. You're done, you're done. And he knows. It, it. So if he, he, bring him back. I'm, I'm with you on that. I just, I also, there's one other thing that I think on draft day is going to happen. I think Sam Darnold's in play for us. <sighs> I, I'm just, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like trading for guys right before contracts. I just don't. That's the Bears right now are shopping wide receiver Anthony Miller, who's a slot receiver. And they're like, oh, he's good. He's all. It's like, yeah, and he's one year away from free agency. So unless you think he's going to have the greatest year ever and you can get a comp pick for him or, you know, whatever, like you're trading for a guy who then is going to want money. And we know quarterback money, as has been shown in this past season, is insane at times. So, again, I'm not crazy about signing for Darnold. I would much rather just go all in on Watson or go all in on a quarterback because, again, this will be the last thing I say. What's that? You think Wilson would come there? No. Okay. No. And I think it's a bad fit. I, I just think it's a bad I'm fit. Just, I'm just asking. I, I, the other day, somebody prompted me, and I said, no, that's not it. No. Not if he it's, wants to stay. It's just because that's why Brady's gone. So. Yeah. No. It's, it's a – no. I've, I've – on, on our pod, I've talked numerous times about Wilson and what he wants and what I think of him, and it's just not there. Uh, I will say this will be the last thing that I say. Um. <laughs> I just I cannot imagine what will happen if Bill Belichick takes a first round quarterback and gets basically five years of cost control at the quarterback position 
to keep building this team because that's one thing. As much as Brady gave the discounts, as much as the cap and all this stuff, at a cost control rate for a first-round quarterback, the New England Patriots, people thought the dynasty was dead. Just, you know, as, as Mark Twain once said, the reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated. I used to literally live 10 miles away from the Twain house. So at my dad's house. So I, I'm very <laughs> familiar with old Sammy. So, um, no, I, I, this great pod. Thank you. I, again, this is the only one that will, well, this will be a topic for me. I'm sure all season, but it's, it's an absolute blast. I hope everybody has a safe NCAA tournament. I hope everybody has a safe St. Patrick's day. Um, especially by me, because it's going to literally wreak havoc weather wise. So don't be no. foolish out there gang, but, uh, I truly enjoyed uh, the banter and I know you got to go to work. I know I got to go to work. So I hope you have a great one. And, any last thoughts? Uh, you be careful. Enjoy your St. Patty's Day. Watch out for the weather. And go North Carolina. Oh, okay. You're, you're okay. I'm uh, yeah. in, in my bracket. I have the Zags winning, but I also have Bama coming out of the is it the South. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got a surprise Houston actually making the championship game. Wow. I actually think they're a sleeper team this year. They're just in a lesser conference, and I think they've got it. And then I have Ohio State, ugh, as much as it pained me, coming out of their brain. <laughs> I actually well, that, I, I know why they're a two, because they had to be a two, but like I yeah. your year, if they win the big ten and <laughs> there. So I I mean it is what it is. But best of luck to you, sir. Thanks for having me on the pod. You bet. Have a great day. You too. Bye.